Bones are amazing things. They hold us up, they support us, they make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jordan and I am the Game Master for this Zorro the RPG miniseries. Hello, this is Johnny and I am playing Jacques. And this is Jeremy, I am playing Javier Rivera. And this is Aaron and I am playing Antonio de Lombardo previously on the Zorro RPG miniseries, we were all gathered in the plaza to meet the new Capitan, Capitan Ortega. And Capitan Ortega, when he came, had in the back of a cart someone he was claiming to be Zorro. Now, you all had just been on a mission the night before with Zorro, and you had no encounters with Capitan Ortega or his band of travelers as they were coming to Mission Los Angeles. So his claim seems to be not outside of the realm of possibility, but something that would be completely unexpected. So you all went to the meeting and you saw what was going on and you decided to cause a little bit of a ruckus. So some stones were thrown, some sneaking was done, some purses were cut, uh, some guitars were played, and Basically, you learned that Zorro is to be executed tomorrow, and all good citizens of Los Angeles will be on the lookout for people who are Zorro sympathizers so that they can be rounded up and turned in with the masked menace. You all decide to escape to your hideout, which was a cave that was outside of town. So we'll go ahead and say that you have all arrived at the cave. Actually, no, we're not going to say that. We are going to make you roll dice and see what happens. I would like to have all of you, I guess an invest, uh, no, a stealth roll would be the best to see if you can get back out of town without inciting any notice. I rolled a two. You rolled a two. Okay. What if I wanted to be noticed? Do you want to be noticed? I mean, I'm, I'm like, that's, that's part of me. I, I like the attention. I, I mean, I don't want to be noticed as a Zorro sympathizer, but I like being the center of attention. I like it when people notice me. And maybe noticing our hideout. Yeah, that Hide, I don't want. Meaning you're not wanting people to notice. No, I don't want people to notice the hideout. <laughs> okay, yeah. I will attempt to sneak out of town. Oh my gosh! I got a six on the wild die. Okay, so that's an epic success. Yes, because I have also three other sixes. Oh my gosh. I got a one on the wild die. Well, congratulations. You did worse than Jacques did. And he rolled a two. I was definitely, was I noticed? <laughs> it's those flamboyant clothes you have. Yeah. Yes, we will say, Antonio, that you you and Jacques were actually <laughs> noticed. I was noticed because of you. I got a total of 31 and a six on the wild Oh my goodness. Good for you. <laughs> I think that means you get an extra hero point. Yeah. Yeah, if you succeed and you get the six on your wild, that makes up for the wing spin. 
Yes. Yeah, this system you're more willing to spend them because it's a lot easier to get them back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, same thing for a one on the wild die. I get an extra hero point. Yeah. As long as there's a complicate, or does it say you automatically get it, or and a hero point? So a complication and a hero point. Yeah. So what's our complication for getting caught? I mean, I don't know if there's a hour complication. <laughs> I would think that it would be individual <laughs> complications. I got caught because of his flamboyant clothes. <laughs> no. No, you got caught because you can't, you can't keep your mouth shut. Are you saying I'm a loud talker? I am saying that you hear some aristocrats who are saying, good, somebody who's going to finally clean up this mission and get rid of that scourge and bring the populace under control. And you can't help. That's what your mama said. Yes, you, you insert yourself into the conversation. And Antonio, you are dressed far too nicely. Uh, you see people that you know. You just keep on, uh, you keep on going, and it's just too difficult to get out of town. As you're speaking with several of friends of yours that you know from the local drinking establishment, you are actually told that you need to, to basically go back home immediately, uh, and there are going to be guards that are, are patrolling the streets. Okay, so I will go home instead. Where do you live? I live actually above one of those local drinking establishments on the second floor. I don't have a permanent resident. It's more like that's my room. That's my lodging. And I get that lodging because I play guitar and entertain the crowds when they come drinking. Fair enough. So, Javier, you are the only one that makes it to the hideout. Yep. Now you you have to figure out what you're going to do without input from the other two clowns. Do I know where these other two might have gone instead of the cave? I would imagine that you have seen Antonio playing in the tavern. He's something of a sight around town. He makes himself well-known. And Jacques is not a unfamiliar sight on the streets of Los Angeles either. Jacques, where do you live, just out of curiosity? I am currently residing in a uh, just a small hovel right outside the, the mission. Well, I guess that's where Javier would go first, since it's the closest. Okay. And it's not in the middle of town. Right. So you go there, you find Jacques. Jacques, you seem to be rather put out by the situation, grumbling about how things are going. and Uh-huh. So why didn't you come back to the cave? Because the policia caught me. Again? Again. But they didn't arrest me this time. They just sent me home. And I'm assuming Antonio was also successful in leaving town. Yeah, they saw him. They told him to go home too. So I would say uh, wait till after dark. Sure. However, I have a suspicion that this person they have as Zorro is not Zorro at all. Maybe, maybe not. We need to find out who it is. Because I was successful in freeing him and he stayed in the cart with the soldiers. Ah, well, maybe Zorro has a plan if it is him. He's always coming up with new ideas. Like I said, until we get word from uh, Zorro himself, we should treat it like it is him and uh, investigate it. All right, so wait till dark, get Antonio, and then head to the jail. Yes. Antonio, I am imagining that when you get to the tavern where you work, 
you just kind of sweep into the room through the batwing doors. Hola, mi amigos. Your musician is here. It's more along the lines of, I have returned. Very boisterous, very loud. Uh, make my rounds of the entire room and kind of clapping people on the back and being very jovial, very friendly. After I make my rounds, I sit down at one of the tables with one of the patrons, one of the guys who is a, is a regular, and I pick up his beer and start drinking it. Is this something that you've done in the past? Yes. I, the, this is something that I'm, I'm known that if I, I'm not really a freeloader, but I'm enough of a charming guy that I'll sit down and drink your beer and you'll thank me for the company. So it's definitely a, a common occurrence. That was some kind of show in the uh, in the plaza, don't you think? Yes, it was definitely a show. I would say a Capitan is almost as good of a showman as myself. Do you think he really has Zorro, or do you think do you think that's something that's made up? Or if he has Zorro, I think it was more luck than any skill. Zorro has been part of this community longer than any Capitan has ever had his tenure. I'd imagine El Capitan might think that he has he has Zorro, but I'm sure he will find that Zorro is much more difficult to acquire than one would think. I'm also going to remind him of one of my songs that I play regularly, which is a song about one of Zorro's daring missions. It's one that you wrote after participating in the mission, I'm assuming. It was not one that I participated in, but it was one that he came to the, to our hideout after the mission and told me about it in person. And that night I wrote a song with my, you know, with some embellishments. You know, he he did not have 40 women when he rode away. Definitely did not shoot his pistols with his eyes closed and still hit his mark. But it, it is one that I wrote. And the whip that he used to swing across the chasm wasn't 30 feet long. No, his whip is much greatly exaggerated. So while you're reminding the uh, barfly about the exploits of Zorro, he, he takes the beer out of your hand and said, why don't you play that song for us? It's been a long time since we've heard it. But of course, I would love to play. And I will approach the owner and I will let him know that I would put on a concert. That some of my Zorro songs have been requested, given recent events. Sounds good. And the bar owner says, okay. Oh yeah, he's, he's fine with you playing. And he's just like, why don't you start with something a little less politically charged at the moment? Okay. So I will start playing. Now, when you play, do you, do you stay in one spot or do you walk around the room? I would say it depends on the crowd. I would probably, you know, I would set up in one spot. I would sit towards the front of the room, sit slash stand towards the front of the room. If the crowd starts getting animated, some of the songs, when I'm playing faster songs, I might move around. A day crowd, I imagine most people are kind of keeping their heads down right now. It's not incredibly crowded in the bar. So I would just sit and play. I would keep them slower songs. I wouldn't do anything really uh, super upbeat. No party songs. Okay, sounds good. While you are playing, go ahead and make a perception roll for me. One dice. It's a three. 
So while you're playing, you, you kind of get lost in the music. When you do finally finish, you look up and you see that uh, there was a soldier that had come into the back of the room and is, is drinking a quick beer before continuing on with their rounds. I mean, am I done playing or is this in the middle of my, my This show? is in the middle of your, of your set. Okay. So I will probably stick with what the owner has asked me to do, keeping things apolitical. Songs about lost loves, songs about found loves, more uh, calming songs rather than anything to rile anybody up. Okay. As you play these songs of love and life and avoid the political ballads, you do notice that sitting in the back, tucked away in a corner of the room, there seems to be a young woman sitting alone. Like in the back, but she's not in a sheltered alcove. She's just like in the back of the bar. Correct. Okay. But but she seems to be trying to stay small. You know what I mean? Like kind of, she's sitting with her back against the wall rather than with her back towards the door. She has her drink in front of her, but she's just kind of like rubbing her knuckles against the clay that the mug is made out of, uh, running a thumb over around the rim of it every once in a while, taking small sips. Is there another chair at her table? There is. I will make my way, still singing, over to her table. And I will sit at her table and serenade this woman. All right. Uh, do you have any particular intentions, or are you just trying to put a smile on her face? Put a smile on her face. She seems nervous. She seems worried. And I am here to make the crowd forget their troubles rather than uh, encourage them. All right. Sounds good. Go ahead and make me a, uh, a charm roll. I got a six on the wild die. Okay. So, I, so before I do roll another one, I got 12, 17, 21. She rolled a seven. So that would be a success. Okay, and an extra hero point. That's correct. All right. Wow, I'm racking these up. So when I finished my song, so she smiled. She does seem to, to smile, but it's a wistful smile. It's, it seems like she's still sort of preoccupied. Okay. So as I finish my song, I'm going to put my guitar away, you know, kind of like lean it against myself in the chair. So I, uh, I haven't seen you before, and I would definitely remember. Where are, you, where are you from? And how did you come to be in Los Angeles? I came about a week ago. I'm staying here in the, in the tavern. Oh, how fortunate. So am I. Where were you before? I was in Presidio Monterey. I have never been there, but heard that it is quite beautiful. And when I say beautiful, I make some pointed eye contact. What is your business in Los Angeles? My father just purchased a hacienda, and we were moving down. But unfortunately, the construction was not completed at this point. So we've had to stay here at the tavern while that gets completed. Is your father staying with you? He is. I would like to meet a new local. Many of the locals here know me quite well. I'm something of a something of a known name. May I meet your father? You may, but he's out at the hacienda making sure that the work is being done properly. He said that he was going to be out for a few days at the very least. 
a few days leaving his lovely daughter here to sit around the local tavern. Have you gotten a chance to see town? I was out in the plaza this afternoon. That was quite a quite a spectacle. It was. And she seems to be troubled at this point. She has like a look of consternation come across her face. What is wrong? Did I did I say something wrong? No, no, no. It's just it was not what I expected. And what did you expect from El Capitan? I, I really don't know what to say. Does the local establishment behave differently where you are from? Well, that's the thing. I I knew Captain Ortega. I knew him in Presidio Monterey. Oh, how did you know El Capitan? Well, we had traveled together when we were both coming to Presidio, like... He was coming from Spain. I, I was making a voyage from the south, and, and we spent some time on a boat together. Tell me, what kind of a man is he? The Capitan I knew seemed like a very just and kind man. He was one with a, a great deal of wit and a great deal of knowledge and a great deal of intelligence. And if this is Zorro, would his execution not be just? I don't know anything about this Zorro. Uh, from what people were saying in town, it, it was really hard to get a sense of who he was. It's like as if some love him and some loathe him, and there seems to be no middle ground. And there you have as much information as we all do. Zorro is much loved by the populace and much loathed by those who would be more than the rest of us. I don't know. It just seems so different than than what I expected the Capitan to do. I mean, shouldn't there at least be a trial? You are definitely new here because I have not seen a trial in my entire life. The law is what the Dons and Donas say it is, and the rest of us merely pieces on a board. What did you say your father's name was? Don Cortez. Well, excuse me if I spoke harshly of your father. I am hoping that he is a better man than the rest. Would you go with me? I, I would love to. I, I would like to go speak to Capitan Ortega and ask him why such a, a, a fair-minded man would speak of executing a, a gentleman who had not stood trial. Of course, I will go with you. Do we know where Capitan is staying? There is the official residence. There is like a military outpost. Okay. Where, where, like, soldiers would stay yep. and a small little, like, guard compliment. Yeah. Of course I would go with you. I am actually well-known on the outpost. I have been invited by many of, the, many of the captains to entertain soldiers. My presence will help make sure that you travel safely and are welcomed. I would appreciate that. Thank you. Javier, we'll go ahead and say that the concert took a little while. When you sing for your supper, you have to make sure that all are well entertained. And also sharing beverages with new young lady in town is something that takes a little more time than one would expect. So you all are able to leave the hovel at this point, if you would so desire. Yep. Let's head to the tavern. Sounds good. I hope. I hope. It's off the drink we go. So you arrive at the tavern and Antonio is sitting at the table with a uh, young lady in the back of the tavern. Uh, and he's not playing, which seems to be 
Well, it's not completely unusual. He he does take some extended breaks here and there. So Javier comes up. He's like, ah, Antonio. Ah, Javier. Uh, may I introduce you to the lovely... I'm sorry, I don't think I actually caught your name. My name is Rosarita. Rosarita. Truly a beautiful name to match a beautiful woman. May I introduce you, Javier, to the lovely Rosarita. Javier grabs her hand, gives it a kiss. It says, uh, Antonio, whose drink are you drinking tonight? I have actually not yet gotten a new drink. I would be more than happy to drink yours if you would let me. That's not quite what I was saying. I was more asking, whose drink are we drinking tonight? Oh, <laughs> whose drink are we drinking? Uh, I'm not sure if I will have time. Uh, Rosarita has asked me to accompany her to a Capitan's office to speak about this Zorro character. Javier, like, raises one eyebrow. <laughs> what do you look like? Tell me about yourself. Who are you uh, asking? Javier, do you look like a unscrupulous thieving scum, or do you look like a gentleman? No, I don't look like a gentleman. I have, like, underscript clothes. I look like a just a common layman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It is likely that we might need some escorts on the way to the outpost. I was wondering if you and Jacques, are you with him? I'm still uh, over by the door. I was wondering if you and your friend over there, nodding to Jacques, would be able to make sure we get there safely in case any of Zorro's accomplices are out and about. Javier's going to be like, um, did you forget what day it is, Antonio? We, we already had plans for this evening. I think that a visit to El Capitan's office would fit quite nicely into our plans. Okay, if you, if you say. I don't think we should just totally abandon our other plans. Oh, no, our, our, our other plans will still definitely... Those cannot be forgotten. Those are much anticipated. But I think, I think that what El Capitan might have to say would be beneficial to the execution of our plans. Okay. I will go okay. discuss it with our friend. Okay. So yeah, Javier goes back over to Jacques. That's still by the door. Because uh, we may have stumbled onto a opportunity. Not we have an invitation to? to the captain's house. That doesn't sound like a good idea to me anyways Captain means there's gonna be soldiers there be soldiers at the jail yes but the ones at the jail we have a rapport the you ones have a rapport yes the ones at the captain's office they're the ones who like to throw me in the jail well remember I said I have a strong suspicion that this character is actually not Zoro so we need to know why the captain is trying to say that he has Zoro, or and who actually does he have? Yes. Well, I, I'll walk with you. Excuse me if I don't go inside with you. That's fine. We'll look back over the table, uh, wait for Antonio to look in his direction, and kind of gives a nod, and then steps out. Okay. Miss Cortez, it seems our escort awaits. Shall we? Yes, I think that I think that should be all right. Thank you so much for going with me. Of course. She stands up, gathers her shawl around her shoulders, and says, let us be going. 
And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts. And we are back. Rosa Rita asks that, Antonio, you lead the way. And she's not very familiar with the town yet. Uh, she's only been to a few places outside of the tavern, mostly the church and the, the general store. Uh, so she's not too familiar with the military base. Well, I am. Because as I've said, I've been there a few times and performed. So I would lead the way, standing beside her, taking every chance I can to, you know... If we're approaching either a muddy spot in the street, I would grab her hand and, and help her through it, taking every opportunity to be very guiding and very gentlemanly the entire way. Present yourself as a true gallant. Yes. I also make small conversation on the way, asking her what business her father is in, background information about her family. So Don Cortez is a rancher, like many of the other Dons. He is a landowner, and he has recently purchased some new property here in Los Angeles to expand his holdings. Um, so he still has a ranch in the Monterey area, but he's decided to also spread his influence a little bit further. Okay, that's all the information that would be specific to that I would know I would ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Javier, you've seen this kind of behavior from Antonio before, I'm sure. Uh, yes. It's got to be a little bit frustrating, you know? It's like, this is a complete sidetrack from what you all thought you were going to do tonight, so... Yeah, a little bit, but it's not totally pointless. It's certainly true. frustrating to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume Jacques would not ever really want to go to the... Uh, yeah. They don't like me. I don't like them. You've been locked up enough times that... Uh, you're more familiar with the inside of the jail than, than the outside. Not quite that bad, but enough times that I know the guards by name. You make it to the captain's house without too much issue. And I would assume that you, you go ahead and knock on your door, introduce yourself to a servant as Senorita Cortez and company, and say that you are there to see Capitan. Yeah, almost exactly word for word. And again, I'm a local celebrity. So most of the guards are aware of who I am. Yeah. Your social cash is, is serving you in good stead, especially the fact that you have a young lady with you helps a lot because uh, courtesy is afforded. So you only have to wait a few moments before you are led into the Capitan, Capitan's house. As we are going in, so Jacques, you said that you stopped before we reached the uh, military outpost? Correct. I'm going to just hang out outside the gate of the outpost itself. Okay. I'm going to turn and ask Javier if he wants to wait outside for us to return in case there is anything that he can see that might cause us troubles. Essentially just wait outside of the house while Jacques is waiting outside of the gate. So we're kind of like yes. ourselves three different locations on the grounds or around the grounds. 
Yes, within, you know, clearly we're all within shouting distance of each other. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Okay. And right. I think I might even say, uh, use the same line, you know, just in case any of Zoro's associates are in the area. Maybe even speak a little disparaging of them, you know, they're, although we would likely notice them by their smell and unkempt behavior. Their overgrown beards. Yes. We're, we were led into the house. We're, have we been led into a Capitan's office or are we in a waiting room? He does have like a, an office that's the immediate interest of the house. Like living quarters would probably be in the back of the house. Uh, so you come in and that's like the front office. Oh, okay. Is he in there? Uh, he is not at the moment. You can hear people talking in the other part of the house. It seems like they're talking about the sweeps that had been happening and... and it seems to be rather indistinct. You can only hear a few words at a time. And Rosarita seems to be rather nervous. She's wringing her hands a little bit, tapping her foot uh, while, while waiting. I would put my hand on her shoulder and let her know, uh, El Capitan is, a, is likely a bit busy man. He will uh, be with us very shortly, I'm sure. I'm sure. What does his office look like? It's a lot more sumptuous than the tavern. It's got some plush chairs that look to be rather comfortable. They actually have cushions on them rather than just, you know, plain wooden chairs. You can see that there is a, a sideboard with some very nice dishware that's been set up or uh, like decor- decoratively. It seems like this is all stuff that would stay with the house. It's like a part of the perks of being an officer in the military is, is to have a, uh, some more fine quarters, but they move around a lot. They live hard lives. It's hard to take a lot of things on the back of horses. So probably this was brought here as part of the original settlement and has then just been left in place. Are there any drinks or cigars sitting out in an obvious location? You do find a fine decanter of spirits. I pour myself a drink and sit down across from his desk. And I ask Rosaria if she would like a drink as well. I'm making myself at home in this yes. in this office. Oh, quite obviously. She seems hesitant. She, um, she doesn't think that would be good because of, you know, it does fly in the face of hospitality to make assumptions. Okay. Then I do not pour her a drink, just myself. Just yourself. And sit there sipping on the drink, waiting for a Capitan to uh, come in from whatever he is currently doing. The door opens. You hear the Capitan say, he'll be happy with his lot. And he comes through the door and closes it a little abruptly. It's a rather sharp shut to the door. As he comes through the door, I stand up. Uh, Capitan Ortega, it is nice to meet you. May I pour you a drink? Gesturing to his, his drinks. It sounds like you're trying to gain some favor here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll me some charm. And I'm going to spend a hero point to double this because I have them. So you're rolling eight dice at the moment. That is just about the worst roll I could get on eight dice. So we're going to start that I got a one on the wild die. One on the wild die. Okay. Eleven. 12, 14, 16. And another hero point. And another, and hero, another point. hero point. <laughs> Can't argue with that. You just made your target number. Yay! Yeah. He closes the door. He, he hears the offer of a drink. 
straightens his uniform and says, yes, yes, that will be fine. And he holds out his hand expectantly. As I'm going over there, I I ask, so you have this this whiskey here. Is there a better bottle that you would prefer? Or is this this the, the, the best you happen to have on hand? That will be just fine. Okay. And I'll pour him his drink and bring it over to him. And as, I, I, as I'm handing, to, handing it to him, I will be like, of course you know uh, Miss Cortez here. She says that you guys met way here from, from Spain. And uh, she had some questions for you. Do you mind entertaining those questions? He looks up when you said that Miss Cortez knew him. He looks up and he, he seems to get a rather sour look on his face. And he sets the drink down without it, even taking a sip from it. He looks at Rosarita with a forced smile. And he says, Ah, oh, Miss Cortez, it is so good to see you again. She looks visibly confused. Are you the same Capitan Ortega that was previously posted to Monterey Presidio? He smiles, and it, it does not look very pleasant. He's definitely missing a few lower teeth. And he says, But of course, ma'am, I was. Uh huh. Well, I just wanted to extend to you the cordial greetings of the House Cortez, and I wanted to say, as one traveler to another, welcome to Los Angeles. Senor Lombardo, do you think we should go? Of course, of course. Thank you, Capitan, for your hospitality. I raise my glass to him and take a drink. If you would ever like an evening of entertainment. He stands up. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you all again soon. I'm sure we will. You can count on it. And then I, you know, place my hand on Rosarita's back and kind of guide her towards the door. Okay. And out you go. As we meet back up with Javier. So this is a guard post. Are the guards all around? Are they, or, I mean, I guess it's the evening, so they're probably chilling in their barracks or in their rooms. Um, they're not kind of, you know, be aware of my surroundings, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would surreptitiously let him know that something fishy is, is going on here. Did I notice anything standing outside of the house? Anything suspicious? The guards do seem to be a little put out. Like, they seem to be upset that the prisoner, Zorro, is not being guarded as closely as they expect him to. So they say, I, I hear, overhear this conversation. Yes. Oh, okay. As he's coming out, <laughs> I would say, hey, and Antonio, we must go now. Yes, yes, we, uh, we must. And head back out towards the exterior of the outpost to meet back up with Jacques and escort Rosarita back to her room at the tavern. Sounds like a plan. Now, Jacques, as you are loitering outside of the gate of the military outpost section, do you try and strike up conversations with any passers-by? Are you mostly sticking to yourself? Given the current tensions and the uh, threat from the new Capitan, I'm keeping mostly to myself. Um, I'm watching and seeing you know, if there's anybody that, of note that passes by. I, I've talked briefly with the guard on patrol, regular conversation stuff nothing special okay uh go ahead and make me a perception roll all right four no everything seems normal to you yeah people walking by 
soldiers doing their 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 guarding thing, you know. It seems like an ordinary evening for you. So after a little while, not too terribly long, shorter than you actually expected, Antonio and Javier and Rosarita all come out of uh, the the compound. That was quick. Yes, things did not seem to go as expected. Rosarita, you seemed to cut your meeting with El Capitan short and did not quite ask him the questions that you said you were going to ask. Was there a reason? I would like to avoid talking about that while we're on the street. That would likely be a good call. The street's probably the safest place, just not right here. Do you, Jacques, know of a better street that we might... What's of course. Lead the way. All right. I'll lead him to another alley that's not near where the police station is. So, Ms. Cortez, I believe that this is going to be a safe place. Uh, if Jacques says it's safe, I trust his opinion. What was the problem at El Capitan's office? That was not the man that I know. So the El Capitan Ortega that you met on your travels is not El Capitan Ortega that is currently El Capitan. <laughs> That's right. I've never met that man in my life. He seemed to like a, a, a rather dangerous individual. No. Aren't they all? Speaking of, you know, constabulary and higher uppers. <laughs> so it seems that someone has replaced El Capitan. Was this done with or without El Capitan's knowledge? When was this done? Is it not the same man that was in the square earlier today? I mean, I saw him at the square. I'm assuming that I would have noticed if he was vastly different. I will say that you'll need to make a rule for that. Let's go ahead and say knowledge. Not perception. Not perception. Please, not perception. I got a six. You were had your back to him? I remember because you were trying to entertain the crowd and keep attention upon yourself. So you weren't the most perceptive person at that time. But if you were if you were going to like make a hazard, the voice sounded similar. Okay. And Rosarita said she was in the plaza. Yes. So was that the same man who made the announcement in the plaza? I couldn't see because I was in the back, but perhaps it was. He definitely had the same voice and manner of speaking, in my opinion. I think it's rather bold to replace a man after he has been introduced to a crowd. And I don't think anybody, not even myself, would be that bold. But why? What would this man gain by executing Zorro or someone that he wants us to believe is Zorro? What would any just person get from executing Zorro? Nothing. So we can assume this man is unjust and he either holds a just man or he holds Zorro himself. I think that's fair to assume. I I don't think it was Zorro for the reasons I stated earlier. So at least it is likely a just man. And then I turn back to Rosarita and say, Miss, I believe at this point it would be best for you to return to your quarters and for us to go about our other nightly plans. All right, I, I think that would be wise, but would you would you walk me to the tavern? Of course. It's a trap. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but Antonio is a ladies' man and a charmer, and so of course he would walk her back to the tavern. She could have said, would you walk me into this trap, please? And he would still say yes. 
He's just that kind of guy. He's just that kind of guy. So at least Antonio is taking her back to the tavern. Javier would follow at a reasonable distance. Keeping me out of trouble. <laughs> yes. As they're leaving, I say, I'll meet you at the uh, next location. And I head over towards the jail just to uh, see which guards are on duty. Not to be seen, but just to see them. Okay. So you want to go ahead and, and stop a little further away than you would normally? Yes. Okay. I get to the jail. Can I see who is out front guarding the door or if there is a guard out front? Uh, you do see one guard out front, yes. Do I recognize them? No. How is this jail built? Is it like a, what type of jailhouse is this? So it's a low one-story building made out of adobe walls. Uh-huh. It's got a, uh, like a ceramic tile roof, those uh, curved tiles that interlock together. There is a wooden door, and you do see that there are open windows with bars on the windows. Are the windows like in an alley in the back or in the front? Or No, the windows are in the, in the front and on the side. The back actually butts up against an uh, actual outside wall, about 15 feet high. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to get to take a look at the window without being seen, probably. Probably not. I'm going to uh, just watch and see if the, there's any other guards coming in or out of the jailhouse while I wait for the rest of them, the other two to show up. Okay. Let's go ahead and make a roll. All right. Let me guess. Perception. Yeah, I mean... I'm not the one who chose the character six. for you. You got a six? Got a six. Yay. So that is just enough to see. And you also get a hero point. Yay. You got to love that, don't you? I do. You see not, not another soldier come to the door, but you see a, a rather large looking man, roughly dressed like a cow herder or a ranch hand, not the actual rancher, not a dawn. Okay. Come to the door. He knocks says to the guard, yeah, I miss my card partner. They let him in without any, any fuss. Interesting. Interesting. Do any of the three of us have a horse, like own a horse or anything? You said you had horses, but you left them back at the hideout, I thought? Or did you did you have them in town? I never left town, so my horse is still in town. Okay. Antonio was the only one that mentioned riding. Yeah. Alright, even a rod. Uh, no, it's not either a green or a red dye. I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> Even. Johnny called it as uh, odd, and it came up as a six. I said oddvin. So Johnny's response is invalid. <laughs> Mine should count. I heard odd then. I heard oddvin. <laughs> Johnny, give me a real answer. I'm going to say even. And it came up as a six again. I like that dye. Uh, oh no the new red dye it's one of the ones that jeremy gave me so you do have your horse back at your hovel you tied it up at the back of of your hovel but since you've just been in town you you didn't really need to yeah no yeah then um as soon as these two arrive i'm gonna say one of the three of us needs to run out go out to the hideout to make sure zoro's not actually there because of uh what i just witnessed so is it Uneventful, we just drop her off and then... Mm-hmm. Correct. And then make our way back to the, the jail. So what is it that you relay, Jacques? So there was a strange man knocking on the door and told the guard he missed his cards partner and they just let him in. So I think that 
one of us at least should go and check out the hideout real quick to see if Zoro is there. I mean, he wasn't there earlier. That's where I came from after this where. Okay. Then, well, there's uh, one guard on the outside of the scene. And Jordan, was there one guy that came out, you said? There was one guy who went in. Okay. There's one guy outside and one guy inside that I noticed. No. Somehow we have to distract this guard on the outside that somebody else can go inside and check. You go and rescue Zoro. I'm sure I can provide a distraction. Okay, then. Do it to it. So how would you like to provide a distraction? I'm just going to walk up and start talking to him. Okay. I would probably approach him and lean against the wall and sigh. (sighs) Long night. You're telling me. I bet that mine has been longer than yours. What's yours been like? Standing here. Yeah? Did you fail in getting the girl tonight? What girl? The girl. Tell you what. I tried and I tried and I tried, but still I was snubbed. No, I I I didn't have any issues like that. I just I I drew the short straw on, on guard duty. Oh. I was gonna say while this is going on, Javier's gonna try and sneak around the side and look in the windows with the bars. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and give me a sneak roll. Oh, a six on the wild. Twenty one. That is a success. And a hero voice. Yay. So you you go ahead and you creep up to the cell and you look in, just kind of put your hands on the sill, raise your eyes up over the sill just a little bit. And you can see that it's well lit. There's a couple of guys in there playing cards. And one of them is the bigger, rougher looking guy that you elbowed in the, the back. Mm-hmm. And another one is someone you have you've never seen before. The guard? No, he's he's just he's sitting there across from the guy. The, the the cell is empty. There's no one in the actual cell. That's correct. The door is like standing wide open. How is this other person dressed? Black pants, black shirt, sleeves rolled up, shirt unbuttoned about halfway. He seems to be, you know, just relaxed. They have a couple of drinks on the table. Uh, some cigars, uh, and they're playing cards. All right. Well, uh, Javier's just going to sneak away, go back to where uh, Jacques is. Okay. The role that you had previously was good enough to, okay. to get away with that. At this point, we're pretty much out of time, so we're going to go ahead and say thank you for listening. Hope you all enjoyed hearing some Zorro. Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.